What is happening, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Glad to have you aboard. Greg Swatek uh, here with you. And on this week's program, we will talk to the freshly named, the newly named, maybe is a better term uh, to use, uh, Walkersville High football coach Tyler Thompson. Uh, He'll be in studio uh, joining me uh, uh, to talk about uh, his new job, uh, named uh, the the new head coach of the Walkersville football team this week after five years serving under uh, former coach Joe Polis as the defensive coordinator. Uh, Tyler, well-known fixture on the Frederick County football scene here, uh, played at Ligonor High, uh, and uh, uh, was a very uh, was an outstanding player uh, for Ligonor. Uh, pl- played on a state championship team for Ligonor back in 2009, maybe the best football team ever in Frederick County, uh, that team, and he was only a sophomore back then. Um, so... Talk to Tyler about all that and his new job. Uh, I know he's very well regarded. Uh, Joe Polis uh, wanted him uh, to sort of take over the program for him. And uh, after five years, um, Tyler was his top assistant, and now he moves into the big job. So look forward to having him on and chatting all all about that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, But my colleagues, uh, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey, join me for the opening segment, and as always, and John, you remember Tyler as a a player, don't you? Yeah. Very well. Uh, Actually, in in football and lacrosse, um, uh, the thing I remember about him in football, it was probably his senior year, wasn't that state championship year, he was was almost what I would call, like, I guess a power back. I don't know if you call him a fullback. I don't know how they lined him up, but I still remember him playing against somebody. I forget who it was, and, you know, guy was going to make a tackle, and he kind of, like, kind of hurtled over him a little bit you know for a big guy it was pretty impressive you know to see right. him move like that uh, on the state championship team that team was so loaded that tyler i mean as good as a player as he mm-hmm. was he could barely get on the field I, th- right. I think he played some defensive snaps he would occasionally get a carry mm-hmm. and block on, on offense but but with zach zwinak and uh, uh kevin myers was another very talented team on uh, another talented guy on that back they had rob havenstein uh, right. uh on that team so Pat Balderson remember uh, him yeah, yeah Balderson might have graduated the year before um I I think Balderson graduated in 08 when they lost to Sherwood uh, in the state final but but they had another very good back similar style and Kevin Myers uh, who took his place um so um yeah it was just a loaded team and a player as good as Tyler is good as he was so early in his high school career, he he didn't play a ton of snaps for that uh, team, but but he was still a contributing member of the team as a sophomore, and uh, then and then became sort of the feature back at Ligonier um, um, okay. uh, over the next uh, couple couple of years, uh, and and was a very good uh, linebacker for him too. So he played two ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Went went to Monmouth uh, to to play. Um, to play linebacker and, and and had a good career there and and has uh, sort of been working his way through the coaching circuit uh, at Walkersville over the last five years and he he takes over for Joe and and I, I think it it seems to be a well received move I I know Tyler's a very personable and and well liked guy so it's probably the best situation for Walkersville because now they could sort of keep continuity in place and, and, and keep a lot of the current coaches i was trying to think of rick, rick connor or any people from his tree have they been a head coach in the county i was trying to think about that uh, that that's that's a good question uh he might be the first um trying this to think unusual. uh, uh he, he's got some uh, chris o'connor is the ad at tuscarora right. Right. so so he's so he's 
people from his staff have gone on to prominent positions, but I'm trying to think a head coach in the county at least, yeah. or even other counties <clears throat> if you can think of it. But I, I was starting to think of that today, and I was like, I'm. There, you figure there'd be somebody out there. I mean, he's he's like one of the legendary coaches we've had here, but uh, it might have just been the way it worked out. Maybe this is a this could be the first guy, right? Uh, and <clears throat> he's, he's 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 very well regarded. I I think he's learned a lot in his time under Joe. So also um, he also was a key member of that uh I believe that state championship lacrosse team for Langenor, which was Frederick yeah. County's first state champ. That's kind of an unusual double there for somebody. I mean, you know, a football state title and a lacrosse state title. I don't know if he talked about that, and I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, uh, on that team. Uh, of note, his father Rich, uh, who's a longtime assistant for the Ligonier football team, he's going to come over and, and coach with Tyler at Walkersville. Mm-hmm. Rich is going to he's going to stay on as Ligonier's lacrosse coach. He's he's been the lacrosse coach there for for quite some time too, mm-hmm. and he's going to stay in that job. But but for football season, he's he's going to move over to Walkersville and and and, and coach with Tyler. Um, so, so that's interesting because he's been a big member of the Ligonier uh, football football staff for. Um, uh, for many years, and it, it's just interesting how much coaching turnover there's been in the football ranks. Uh, and right. I'm, I'm just just going through it. Frederick has a new coach. TJ has a new coach. Right. Tuscarora has a new coach. Urbana has a new coach. Mm-hmm. Walkersville has a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think more than half the jobs have have, have turned over. Right. Um, you, you have Kurt Stein at Oakdale, who's who's been there from the start. You have Rick, who's been there forever at Ligonier, but um. Uh, and Colin DeLotter has been in Middletown now for, for, for quite right. some time. But most of the other jobs have, have turned over in research. Uh, uh, Rich, um, uh, Mike Rich at Catoctin, he, right. he, he's relatively uh, new in that position. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and he, well, there, there you go. There, there's, there's a Rick Connor uh, coaching tree member right there. Okay, yeah, that's uh, true. Yes. As a coach with him, yeah. Okay, there were, I figured uh, there had to be uh, Yeah, so, so Mike Rich uh, coached under Rick for a long time at Ligonor and then, and, and then got out. So, the, the, so right, Tyler, sure t- Tyler there, is, is, is the second. There might be another two that we're obviously over, we're over, o- o- overlooking, but. Um, right. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just interesting how much the football landscape has changed over the past couple of years. Um, the basketball landscape, uh, man, I'm, I'm looking at, I don't mean to pick on him, but I'm looking at Tuscarora's record and it's, and after a loss to Oakdale on, uh, on Wednesday night, it's, it's one in 15 now. And if you look at the Tuscarora team, it's hard to believe that they're, they're, they just can't figure out a way to win because they seem much more talented than their record indicates. I don't really get it because every time I've seen them, they've played a competitive game with with te- with including some of the against including some of the best teams in the area, and they're competitive all the time. They just can't figure out a way to put it over the top, except for the the one time they did against Man Valley last week. Um, yeah, no, they're they're they really are. You know, they really do have some good stretches of play, and you know, sometimes that is counteracted by less good stretches. But yeah, they really should be better than their record indicates. And I mean, again, even I guess as we're finding out, the bottom of the of the county and the boys' side is not not so not so bad this year. I don't yeah, know what I mean, they're. I mean, they might they might have a depending on their uh, their. I think they're up to four A now, so. Or are they four A? Are they top? They might, I don't know. If they think they're right on the border of three A and four A, um, but either way, they're going to probably have a you know tough go of it with the with their seeding draw. But you know they, who knows? Right team gets hot at the right time. Who knows what happens? Yeah, but they're they're yeah. a talented team. I mean, they played Oakdale tough. Uh, mm-hmm. I know their leading scorer Braylon Lewis is hurt right now, and but but they still gave Oakdale a good game. They just got off to a terrible start where they I think they fell behind sixteen to four, and and they. they 
mostly dug their way out of that, but but, but that early hole is, is, is what really set them back and cost them the game. And again, if you looked at their team, you would say this team is a talented team. They're capable of winning games. Um, uh, Dan Wagner back in the fold. John is mm-hmm. is, the, is the co-head coach there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so he brings his knowledge and experience of the program. So so it's just it's just it's. Again, I'm not trying to pick on them, but it's just hard to fathom that the, the, their record is as poor as it is. And to your point, Alexander, about the top of the county and the bottom county, the gap not being that wide. I mean, Brunswick went to Walkersville this week and, and gave Walkersville a game. They, they, they lost by, by, I think, six points. Uh, so and, and Brunswick also want to shout them out. I saw them uh, uh, rally in the final minute to beat Catoctin uh, last Friday. It was their, uh, it's their only their second win in the season, but they snapped a nine-game losing streak. So they, they're, they're they. I don't want to say they're riding the ship yet because it's still a long way to go. Because they're they're their record of their, I think they're two and fourteen. But you know, see, things seem to maybe be on the up and up a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. But I, I believe you've seen every team now because you covered St. John's Catholic Prep. Uh, yes, week. I've yeah, I've now seen all the boys basketball teams in the county. Um, at least once. Uh, so yeah. there's a clear path. How did Saint How did Saint John's look? Because because they're sort of out on their own island <laughs> in in, in uh, MIAA land, and um, how do they sort of stack up? So they're kind of an interesting case because they have at least the game I saw them. So for for the reference, the game I saw them Wednesday against Annapolis area Christian, they lost sixty nine to sixty two. It was it was competitive the whole way. Um, but they, they didn't lead. They, they, they were trailing for most, for most of three, about three quarters of the game. Uh, but again, they were never trailing by much and they, they have, they have two excellent, excellent players. And, uh, Aiden Hurley's a senior. He's basically, their like just pure shooter. Uh, and then Aaron Schaffner, who was this fabulous freshman that was at Urbana last yeah, year. Yeah, we, we talked about him a lot here. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he's transferred now. He's a sophomore. He transferred over to St. John's, and he's you know continued to develop really, really well. So they're they're both of them are totally lighting it up. And outside of that, it's sort of been you know finding the right complementary pieces for those guys and who thrives in what role. And they seem to be doing that because they had a couple nice uh, road conference wins last week. Um, they seem to be doing that to an extent, but I uh, had a little bit of a setback Wednesday. But did the freshman from the Ivory Coast play? I saw him. Oh, he, he um. Oh, yeah, Mamadou uh, Mamadou oh, Sako. Right, right, he right. he only got a couple minutes off the bench. He didn't he didn't play a lot, so I don't know. I don't know if he was hurt. Um, and and his and they're they're he's on a minutes restriction or what? But mm-hmm. yeah, so they're kind of an interesting case because they they clearly have enough talent and can put it together at times to really sort of go on a run but then they also have their moments like they did Wednesday night where they where it doesn't fully quite come together uh for a full four quarters so I'd say they're they're somewhere in the middle probably yeah, like I, mean, I I would say they're definitely I mean I would say I guess if I had to throw them in you know our sort of mash hot you know mass hodgepodge of rankings if you will they're clearly behind the top three of Frederick Middletown and Walkersville but they're probably somewhere in that big uh, gray middle that has like most of the rest of the teams in the county in it. Do you, do you think they'd be competitive with Frederick if if they played? Uh, I think they would for probably a little bit. I don't know if they would for a whole game. I mean, again, Schaffner is hard to handle for anybody, and Hurley can really shoot when he's on. So I and and he's mo- he's on most nights. But again, Wednesday was kind of the one night he wasn't, but. I, I don't know if they would be able to sustain it for four quarters. 
um, outside of those two. Uh, but I, I think they could at least give him a game for a little bit. Uh, Urbana is a interesting team to me because they're probably the. I will say I, I don't want to interject before you continue, but they're probably the most. Probably the weirdest team in the county, resume wise. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Why, and that's why I use the you use the word weird. I use yeah. the word interesting because their record is not that great. I mean, they're nine and seven, which is not it's not a bad record, yeah. but but it's not a great record. Yet they have the best win uh, in in the county this season uh, over Frederick. I, I think you saw him beat TJ this mm-hmm. week, um, and it's just. Do you know what team you're going to get with them? No. I don't and and Dave Crawford's even told me he doesn't really know exactly what they're getting night in and night out. I think they know a little bit more now, but that at least a couple weeks ago I saw him I saw him a couple nights after they beat Frederick and they lost to Lingenor and he was like I can't figure this team out. Um I mean, part of it is just their shooting is they're so so streaky that when they and often in the same like 2 minute stretch, they will hit a bunch of threes in a row, and then they will just start bricking everything and look like they've, you know, look like they they just don't know what they're doing. So they're they're just so 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 streaky, and I think that sort of, I mean, I guess you could kind of see it in the record, right? Law of averages, they get out to around five hundred, um, you know. And I will say, even the the Frederick game, it was a fifty one fifty game. They didn't even have like a crazy good shooting night, but you know, the the thing they've they're starting to lean more on, and I guess you have to in a situation like that is your defense, right? Because you know the offense can be good, but it's not consistently good. So you, you're going to need something to something to keep you in games. And I mean, that's what they did against TJ. Their defense was fantastic, and especially against a pretty, you know, pretty athletic uh, and, and, and uh, big team in TJ. Uh, they they held them to one of their uh, one of their lowest uh, lowest. Uh, or best defensive outputs of the season, um, uh, Urbana did, and and they got and they got a you know key stop when they needed it uh, with, with up up by two with like about nine seconds left. So they, you know, they 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 just they they just will find ways to win one night and then find ways to let one slip away. I mean, all their games are close is the other thing too. They don't really they don't really have a lot of blowouts yeah, one like, way like or another. Oakdale, Oakdale beat them at the buzzer or something like that. Uh, Oakdale, uh, no, Oakdale beat I was there. Oakdale beat them by four. By four. Um, and also Centennial the night before TJ. Uh, yeah. TJ in overtime. I was at that one. Yeah, that was a, a one game. That was a one-point game. I saw Lingnor earlier in the season beat them like by one. Uh yeah, this TJ game was five. The Frederick game was one. Uh, there's there's a, there's a couple others that are close, but like the, the Frederick rematch is coming up. Right? Yeah, that's next Tuesday, which I'm gonna be at because I very much I'm very intrigued. Also, because that game decides the spire the spires uh, division for CMC purposes. So if right. Ur, if Urbana manages to they have the tie break. Yeah, Urbana manages to well they they have the tie break right now, but if Urbana manages to win. Then they win the spot. Then they win the Spires, <laughs> and they're playing for the CMC title. Right. Um, Frederick now Frederick wins. They're doing it because right now I think both the teams are four and one. They, they are. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Urbana having that loss to Oakdale uh, is going to hurt them a little bit in this uh, in this scenario. But yeah, it's it's so weird. It's you, you do not know what you're going to get, and they are. They're they're an endlessly fascinating team. Every night we get there that we're not there, and we get the results. And it's like, what do you, what are you going to get from them t- this time? Right. 
Uh, John on the girls' side, Oakdale is, is sort of streaking. I know they they put together a nice little winning streak here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, about our, seven, I, I think. Yeah. I, I know our man Rob Healy says we 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 never talk about him, and, and, <laughs> and we're not doing it again. But but, but let's get yeah, let's, yeah. let's give Oakdale some love because uh, they're they're playing well and they've gotten right. themselves in the mix in the uh, in the the CMC race uh, in first place in the in the Potomac right now at uh, five and zero oh, ahead of Ligonor. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Hagerstown, South Hagerstown. Um, right. uh, you've seen Oakdale uh, yeah. a time or two, right? And I've mentioned it before. I mean, we need to say they're, they're playing without their, their top returning player in Sky Bayless. Uh, she's been out all season with a broken ankle, so and they're doing all that without her, which is pretty impressive, really. Uh, they, um, I mean, they have uh, Elisa Ortiz as their top scorer, and probably top, she's their top player, but after her, they've got like a slew of contributors, like at least five or six people who can rebound, they can score, they can defend. Uh, like Emma, Emma Carey is like a lockdown defender that they have. They have all these, I'll call them role players, but I mean that in a good way. They uh, they have a lot of people to play a lot of key roles for them, and uh, they don't really depend on that one player, and they're, they're kind of dangerous that way. And right. They, and they're well coached as always, and they're just a real handful. I mean, they swept Wingenor, who, you know, that's, that's how many teams can say that? I don't know if any team can say that right now, this year. Right. Uh, cl- clearly, Frederick uh, has separated. Um, they're 15-1 and overall, 5-0 and in the Spires. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catoctin, as, as always, uh, quietly doing their thing at 14-1 and and 5-0 and in the Antietam. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of the weird team on the girls' side right now is Middletown. Uh, right. they, they've had a really good season. Uh, they have mm-hmm. an ex- excellent record at 11-5-4-1, and and but they've – uh, been been slumping as late. Uh, mm-hmm. Been slumping of late, I, I should say. And uh, I guess Williamsport got him this week, and it's, right. it's they're sort of in a weird spot right now. Yeah, right now. I mean, that that kind of throws that whole uh, Gambrel division up for grabs. Well, I mean, between them and Williamsport, because uh, Mid- Middletown beat Williamsport earlier this year, so they've split. Uh, I believe they both have what one league loss right now or one division loss. So we got to figure out how that tiebreaker works if it comes down to that uh, about who uh, wins that division and goes to that small school championship game which uh because i mean that was a big win for middletown when they beat them earlier this year and i believe that was on the road uh which was very unusual to do and then they come home and they get them and they uh drop that game uh, to the wildcats so yeah i don't know I mean, we haven't seen them in a while i don't know if anybody I, I, I saw them uh, against urbana last week and they they held them off for a 52 49 game mm-hmm. i mean that was probably i know urbana's down a little bit this year but that was probably the best i've seen urbana play mm-hmm. um i'm just wondering if somebody's yeah. out right now i don't know if they have some injury issues or something like that because they, they lost to boonsboro the other night as well who uh yeah, I, I, Boonesboro's not terrible, but that was a little bit of a you know eye popping loss. Right, uh, Alexander, uh, mm-hmm. you're working on a couple things. I think you're going to go out and talk to Kenyon Johnson uh, for a feature story. Um, uh, you're all uh, you're also poking around uh, the uh, the high school hockey scene mm-hmm. uh, too. Uh, there was a rule passed this week by USA Hockey that all players 18 and under now have to wear neck protection in, in wake of the, the tragedy of, 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 the, of the guy dying after he got slashed by a, by a skate uh, in, in the neck area. So um, on, on the hockey scene, uh, it's usually Urbana and Oakdale, and it is again? or um... Yes, and this year Oakdale seems to have the upper hand. They're undefeated. Uh, there's about a week left in the regular season, and then playoffs are going to be the week of February 12th. Um, I saw them play two Fridays ago, the 19th, which was the day it snowed, so that was, that was, fu- that was kind of a very cold and fun uh, 
fun drive through icy drive through the ice to get to the ice rink. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Oakdale, Oakdale pulled out a four, three win in overtime. I mean, it's always close when the two teams play and always competitive. And, you know, I guess probably the only, since I guess they're the only two, um, I actually, I guess Middletown is technically has its own hockey team as well, but really the sort of two primary ones that are, you know, only for their uh, only for their schools are Oakdale and Urbana, and they're sort of the main rivalry, and they're they're clearly head and shoulders above everybody else in the in the Monocacy Valley Hockey League. So they'll they'll be the one and two seeds. Yep. Uh, uh, a couple other year. things uh, coming up worth mentioning. Um, uh, next week will be the uh, county swimming championships. Um, we we have ho- hockey uh, hockey playoffs uh, uh, coming up as well. Yeah, the, the um, week of the 12th for those. Uh, wrestling, uh, we have the uh, regional duels and state duels next week, and then we head into the individual season. And uh, track, uh, regional and state track, uh, indoor track will be coming up at CMC's last week. And once again, the uh, TJ boys and uh, the Urbana girls reign on the uh, indoor uh, track scene. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I appreciate it, as always. And when we come back, uh, Tyler Thompson will be here, the new uh, head coach at Walkersville High School, uh, varsity football. I'm very excited about that job, and, and we'll, we'll uh, ask him all about it uh, when we uh, return. So stay with us here on The Final Score. Well, I've known my uh, guest this week for, for a long time now, and, and I told him yesterday when I talked to him on the phone that he's making me feel old because I covered him as a football player here in Frederick County, and uh, starting uh, this fall, I will be covering him as a varsity head coach. Uh, Tyler Thompson, uh, welcome to the program, sir. Uh, the new varsity football coach at Walkersville High School. Uh, spent the last five years as the defensive coordinator, so this is the next logical step. But, but Tyler, are, are you still getting used to the title uh, in front of you, the new title in front of your name, uh, head coach at Walkersville High School? Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me on. And then uh, secondly, it's, it's yeah, it's it's taken some getting used to, and uh, I'm really excited for the opportunity. And um, it's nice. It's It all happened uh, pretty quickly, so just getting used to it. Yeah, I mean, J- Joe stepped down, uh, I-, I guess it was right around the start of the year, right? Yes, he did. He, he did, okay. Um, and you've worked with Joe, like I said, as his defensive coordinator for five years. Uh, had you talked to Joe about uh, uh, what his sort of outlook was? I mean, did, did you know this was an opportunity, or did Joe's resignation sort of take you by surprise a little bit? Um, it didn't take me by surprise too much. Uh, I know that he was trying to decide if he wanted to continue to be the head coach or not, and and he didn't share with me everything, but he he let me know a little bit um after the end of the season that he was thinking about it but i i found out around a little bit before around the time that everybody else uh, found out as well did you want to be a head coach one day yeah i definitely did it's something that i've been aiming for for a while um i wasn't in any hurry and i was just trying to learn as much as i can from from joe he's one of frederick county's greats right what would you think you learned over the last five years as the defensive coordinator well, from an X's and O's standpoint, Joe's taught me so much. He's taught me a ton about the offensive side of the ball and even so much more in the defensive side and how offenses are going to react to how we line up and how we should react as an offense to how a def- what a defense is going to give us. And he's taught me a lot of things about how to run a program as well. And 
you know, the things you don't think about when you're um, going to become a head football coach. Everybody thinks it's X's and O's, but he taught me about the finances of it and trying to relate with the community and be a part of the and really build a program and and what are your pillars. And so that's a lot of the things that people don't think about when they're trying to take the head football coaching job or they think that they want to do it. And and that's something that, you know, he's taught me for the past five years. Right. We're, we're, we're going to get to your to your pillars and stuff uh, in, in a second here. But 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 what did you what did you think when Joe resigned? Uh, how did how did you react? Were you like, this is my chance? This is this is my job? Or were you or were you sort of unsure of what what the, what the future looked like? I was just really uh, happy for him and happy that he was happy. And, and he felt that it was the right decision for him. So that was my first feelings. And then um after we moved past that, I was thinking, you know, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in this community. I was really excited to continue to hopefully be a part of it, and it turned out that I was. Right. Um, were you prepared maybe if they moved in a different direction and, and, and you weren't coaching at Walkersville anymore? Uh, yeah, I was, I was hoping that wasn't going to happen. Um, but it, if it did happen, you know, you, you know, I'd have to move on. And, and uh, you know, I really always wanted to coach high school football and continue to coach it, so I would have just had to find a new place. Right, but but Joe wanted you to get the job. I mean, he was on this program uh, right after right after he stepped down and, and said, "I want Tyler Thompson to be the new coach," which I know you re- greatly appreciated uh, him going going to bat for you like that. But um, but just just the support you had within the program, and um, I mean, you, your experience in the program, you, it seemed like a, a very logical fit. But still, you weren't taking anything to chance. I mean, you came prepared for your interview. You 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 put on, like I said in the paper today, you put on your shirt and tie, and and you had your vision for the program outlined on paper. Just how did you approach the job interview? Um, yeah, like you said, uh, I just wanted to let everyone know that I, I take this very seriously and, and that I, I really care about the kids and care about the program and care about the community. So I just wanted to make sure that some of the physical things that I created, like a booklet full of ideas and, and then, you know, making sure that I was looking professional knowing that I wanted everyone to know that I was taking it as serious as possible. And, uh, you interviewed with, uh, Sonny Joseph, the AD, uh, did you have a Sonny used to be the AD at Ligonor? Did you have a connection and a relationship through him there? Yeah, so I, I've known uh, Mr. Joseph for a good part of my life now. He actually was one of my teachers when I was at Ligonor High School, and he was my athletic director. Right. So when he when he came over to Walkersville a couple of years ago, that was great. Well invited. He's been nothing but fantastic. So um, yeah, I felt like him and I have had a good relationship. Um, you know, since Linganore, but especially over the past two years working together. And then also Mr. Greg Keller and Dr. Stephanie Ware were the other two interviewers, the uh, assistant uh, principal uh, and principal. Right, okay. And, and how well did you know them? Um, so Stephanie's been my principal for four years. Um, Greg has been the assistant principal at Walkersville the entire five years that I was there. And also he was my assistant principal when I was a student at Langenor High okay. School. Okay. So these are people, you know, uh, they, you, you're not, you're not strangers to these people. They, they know who you are, who you stand for, what, what type of person you are. So you had to feel that. So you came prepared. You weren't leaving anything to chance. You weren't taking anything for granted, but still you had to feel that gave you a, a bit of a leg up. Just, just your experience in just knowing these people? Um, I, I don't know if I would say it, it gave me a leg up, but I definitely was a more comfortable interview than it would have been with three individuals that I didn't know. Um, so it was great because, you know, in some parts of our interview, we could actually, you know, have a side note and discuss some things that was happening in the building because we were all in the building together. 
and then get back to some of the football stuff. Were they taken back by your, were they taken aback, I should say, by your preparation, by your vision for the program, um, by your, by your dress? Not that a shirt and tie is super, <laughs> super over the top for, for, for a job interview, but, but, uh, can you tell you really impressed him? I mean, were, were they, were they somewhat surprised that you came as prepared as you were? I don't know if, uh, they were taken aback, but I feel that, you know, they were, were, I guess the word would be appreciative that I, you know, that I cared and I showed I cared. Um, and I don't want to speak on too much on how, how they felt, but obviously it was a positive outcome for me. So they must've felt good about it. Right. Well, what's some of the stuff they asked you? Um, so they were just asking about, um, how are we going to continue to build a, a really strong, positive Walkerville brand? How are we going to be standouts in the community, which I really appreciated because that's something that I want to do. I mean, Joe built it from the ground up, and he's been great 14 years, I believe, as the head coach um, at Walkersville. And he built such an unbelievable program and foundation, and I just wanted to continue to carry it on. And I feel the same way that our administrators do, that I want to make sure that our, our kids are, are positive, uh, putting, putting out positive things into the community and being you know, not only really, really good players on the field, but good human beings off the field. How did you feel walking out of the interview? Did you feel that you nailed it? Did you feel pretty good that you uh, you got your your points across? Just how did you feel leaving the room? Well, I felt like I I said everything that I could say, and I left it out there for them, and and really gave it my all. And I was hoping for a positive reaction, and I got one. I I I do think that I did my best, and I think they felt that way too. You interviewed what last week? It was last Friday, yeah. Last Friday, okay. So you had the so you had the weekend to sort of like wonder. Oh, I wonder. I wonder how they will respond respond to this. Um, and and then how was did Sonny call you, or, or how was the news uh, broken to you? Yeah, so Sonny gave me a call, um, and we talked it over, and then we. Talked in the building on Monday. I gave him, gave him my answer is yes, I would love to. Thank you for the offer. And then on Tuesday is when him and the rest of the administration decided to announce it to our community. Okay. Uh, so Sonny called you and offered you the job right away, or he, he, you, got, you guys talked and sort of were feeling each other out still? Or, no, um, he, when, yeah. he, when he called, he, he offered me the job. And, and, and how did you react when, it went, when he said that? I was really, I was really excited. I was, I was really happy, happy for it. And, uh, it was great, and I had my, my wife next to me, so she was really excited for me as well. And then when we talked into the building in the building on Monday, um, we were, you know, it was he, – he knew that I wanted to say yes, so it wasn't a surprise to him that I said yes. Uh, and, so, 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 you, uh, so you gave him the official yes in person? Yeah, on okay. Monday, yeah. Okay, so he called you, said we'd like to offer you the job, and you were like, thank you very much, this, this, is, this is fantastic, but you said give me some time to talk no, about it? Or, he, um, he said when we talked over the weekend, he said I would, like to, I would like you to give me your answer on Monday to make sure that, you know, okay. you, you talk to whoever you need to talk about it about because it's a, it's a life decision, and – and, you know, my wife, Erica, she's wonderful, and and she supports me 100%, and she understands the head coach lifestyle. She's the head coach of the women's, girl, the women's lacrosse team at Oakdale High School. So, you know, she understands all the ins and outs of the coaching life, and she's 100% supportive and fantastic. But I, 
I still want to make sure that I talk it over with her because when you're giving your you you're not just giving your fall to the program, you're giving your whole year in order to make it successful. So Sonny called you on Monday, what in the morning, or um, is, that, is that when it happened? Or, yeah, just okay. over the weekend. Uh, or he called you over the weekend. So you, yeah. so you, okay, so he called you offering you the job, and then he said I would like your answer on Monday. Yes. Okay. Was it tempting just to say no? I'll, I'll, I'll take it right then and there because because you knew you wanted the job. Well, he made sure he made sure before he even uh, gave me the offer that he wanted to, that I would answer on Monday. And cause, right, okay. You know he's done this a time or two, and, sure, and sure. he's a very veteran AD, so I think that's a proper way to go about it. Uh, sure, and, and plus it gives you a chance to take a, a, a deep breath and, uh, and and just really make sure you're making the right decision. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, so you showed up at Monday and just went straight into his office and, and said, I accept, accept the job or yeah, we went, we, we talked, uh, we talked at about the middle of the day, uh, him and I teach classes in the morning. And then when we had a small break, we got together. So ha- so half the day goes by. I mean, you knew what you were going to do, but, but, but you didn't give me your answer until uh, like half the, like, is this like eating at you all day? Like you want, <laughs> you want, you want to like, uh, give him this answer well i didn't think he was going to rescind it so it wasn't eating at me too much and him and i teach classes in the morning so i couldn't you know i didn't want to bother his class and and so once we both had a break that's right when. yeah but but sure but the excitement oh definitely excited, a, a, certain, yeah. certain, a certain level of an, a, a anxiety too right you just you just want to be able to enjoy this moment yeah so. definitely excited yeah okay. it was it's great it, it was uh, a great feeling so so it happened monday it was announced tuesday largely via social media yes um did the team find out before the social media announcement so yeah i talked to some of the players um we're having a full team meeting on friday but all the guys on our in our school know i talked to them as much as i can but we're going to have our our first official meeting um with me on friday and um our lifting starts next week so that's going to be the main focus of our of our discussion in the meeting and, and how have you been received so far i mean I, I know we're only less than probably 72 hours into this whole whole thing and you're, you were gracious enough to come on promptly um here uh, but how have you been received so far as the, as the new coach? Um, it's been positive, and I'm really appreciative of all the people that have reached out to me and said a bunch of kind words. Um, it was uh, my f- my phone was ringing yesterday. Um, <laughs> it was I, I bet it was definitely ringing. I mean, it it, it was great. Uh, once once it spread on social media, it reached a lot of people. So a lot of people that I had coached previously, or um, those that I had grown up with, or, you know, I got, I got some messages from some guys that coached me at Monmouth. And that was, that was great that they're, you know, still looking out for alumni. So it was awesome. I mean, I got a lot of, of positivity and, and I'm, I'm, I feel like the, the community's really happy with it and I hope they continue to be. And, and how did the players react? Generally speaking, I got, I got some excitement from some guys and, and that was great. That was a great feeling. Um, Hopefully that excitement can roll into this off season because you know, as you know, you've been covering sports for a long time. Football doesn't start in August; it starts in these early early months of the in, new year. In January, you guys, you could almost argue you guys are sort of like behind the eight ball, even though you're probably not, right? You know, I, I don't know if we're behind it, but we're adjacent to it. We're uh, we're we're creeping up there. A lot right. of, a lot of programs start, and we've started in previous years at Walkersville with January lifting. But with the uncertainty of who was going to be the new head coach, uh, we pushed it back a little bit to February. But we're starting Monday. Uh, what is the first task uh, that you ha- that you're looking to accomplish? First task I'm looking to accomplish is to get all of our guys into this weight room Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday um, after school. And the second task I'm I'm trying to accomplish is to make sure that all these guys 
not only are cool with each other off the field, but are friends, excuse me, cool with each other on the field, but friends off the field as well. I want to make sure that we have a lot of team camaraderie and spend some time together and really get to know one another. Right. This is going to be a pretty, this is probably the smoothest transition it could have been from Joe, right? Because you've been on his staff. The players know you. Uh, a, a lot of the assistants have, have worked with you and, and are probably, I, I assume, and you can answer this, they're, they're willing to stay on board with you. So, um, that they could they could have gone in a completely different direction, but but do you think that this will give the smoothest transition possible? I'm I'm hoping it's smooth. I mean, whenever you're trying to sh fill shoes this big, there's definitely going to be some bumps in the road. Um, but I will retain a lot of the staff, and there's a lot of good guys on that staff, and and a lot of guys that are supportive and know a lot of football. Um, and I'm excited to fill in some spots as well. And like like you reported yesterday, I got my dad coming over, and I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, I mean, pulling him away from Ligonor is no small feat e either. I, I I know you give me the line like blood is thicker than than water. <laughs> of, of, of course it is, and and I I'm not surprised that your dad would come over. But but still, like he's been how long has your dad been with Ligonor? Oh, he's been there since 2012, and he's been the lacrosse coach there. He's been he was coaching lacrosse in 2009. Okay. Um, so he, you graduated from Lincoln in 12 In 12. So right? he didn't coach okay. me in, he didn't coach me in football when I was there. Once I left, he, he coached me all throughout youth ball. And then he didn't coach me when I was in high school. Once I graduated, he coached high school football, but he was my lacrosse coach all, all four years that I was uh, there. All, all four years. So, so like he's, he's ingrained in the Lincoln program. So, so again, um, so it is very noteworthy that he's coming over to, to help you out at Walkersville. You were on the 2009 team, right? The one state title at Ligonor? Yes, I was, yeah. You were? I was yeah. a sophomore at the time. Um, I was well, on... Were you varsity the whole season? Yeah, I was a varsity okay. player. I was a varsity player the whole season and, and you know, got, got to play with a lot of those guys that had, had been in the 08 state final the year before and a lot of experience, a lot of size, a lot of speed, and a lot of talent. That was a very, very good team. <laughs> that was your, uh, your, your sophomore year, you said? Yeah, that okay. was my sophomore year. And at running back, you had Zwinak, obviously. So, yeah. um, uh, and you had uh, with Kevin Myers on that team, too? Yes, Kevin okay. Myers. Um, so you weren't playing – you weren't – at least getting a lot of carries yet is is a fullback. No, I wasn't. I wasn't back. getting. I wasn't getting any carries. I think I only had a few on the whole season. But they figured out that I could block, and uh, <laughs> and so they sent me in there a little bit of fullback, and that that was a great sight to behold because usually the fullback's supposed to be a little bit bigger than the tailback. But when right. you have six four two thirty five behind you and Zach Zwinak, I looked pretty small out there, <laughs> um, and everybody knew that he was going to Penn State and. And the thing is, it took the heat off me. All the eyes were on him. So all I had to do was make sure I got one guy out of the way and he right. would do the rest of the other 10. On the flip side, you played line. Were you a starting linebacker on that team or did you get, did you play linebacker? I started some games at uh, each position, but it wasn't every single game, but I did play in, did play in every game. Uh, okay. Um, Zwinak had a little bit of an injury at some point. So I played, played a lot of linebacker then when he was, uh, a little bit injured, and I played next to Tommy Kolick, who was a sensational player. He was a junior at the time, one of the only underclassmen to really play during that time because we were such a senior-heavy group and um, got to play, you know, both sides of the ball and, and play next to some really good players. Yeah, I mean, did you have to tackle Zwinak in practice? No, luckily, luckily, Coach Connor had uh, cut out the full contact by that time <laughs> when I got there. Um, we were still running the two-a-days uh, before those got cut out, but – 
No, luckily I I didn't have to try and bring him to the ground. I got a couple good thuds in with him though. Yeah, he was big, yeah. he was a big bear. He was right, a big bear. A, a, a big bear for sure. Uh, speaking of big bears, did did Rob Havenstein ever uh, pull out from his left tackle position and and, and, and have, bl- come down and block a linebacker like you? Or uh, listen, man, I avoided him at all costs. Okay, <laughs> I knew I knew where it was. Uh, um, uh, no, he was great. Rob was Rob was a true leader, man. He was great and. Uh, Obviously, he's still going in the NFL today, so you know how talented of a player right. he was. But you know, he was he was a good guy, and and even though he was big and strong, and he would block the bejesus out of you, he he wasn't. You know, he was never a jerk. He never was just doing it to try and hurt other. Rob guys. is he a was, he's a gen, he's a gentle giant. I don't know how gentle he is. I've seen him right. play on Sundays. <laughs> Well, and, and again, when you got to carry on offense, you're like, hey, maybe this this left side looks pretty good, right? Oh yeah, that that'd be that'd be great. One of the, one of the carries that I I did have, you know, this is a a memory from 15 years ago, but we were running left, and it was behind Rob and Kyle Tucker, who all, Kyle also went to Monmouth, and then Zwinak was the guy blocking for me. So I figure, this and is, I better it, get it, I better get at least three yards. It, my it, goodness, how, how many did you get? Oh man, I can't remember that, but hopefully it was three. <laughs> did you get the first down? Anyway? I, maybe I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm just hoping we kept going three yards in right. a cloud of dust. Um, and Coach Andy Brown was the offensive coordinator at that time, so and he wanted to feed his his two stars, and I understand why. Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much better than Kyle Tucker, Rob, and, and Zwinak uh, blocking for you. Yeah. So and and Kevin was Kevin was unbelievable too, man. I mean, if if Zwinak wasn't on that team, Kevin would have been an every every down guy, every carry guy, and he still got. He was a, a great running back. I remember him. He like, was unbelievable. Yeah, like and he followed Pat Balderson, who was a, who was a smaller running back too. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, a lot of people say that was the best team in Frederick County history that you played on there in, in two thousand nine. You know, I, I, you know I, I would some people would argue against it, but just because I played on that team, I would argue for it for sure. I mean, there was there was a lot of talent. There was a lot of guys that went and played college football, and there was a lot of dudes that were very very hungry and angry from the year before because they had gone so far in the four A game. Yeah, Sher- Sherwood got you. Yeah, yeah. Sherwood got it. Um I believe Al Thomas was the coach at he the was. time and I think that was his last state championship. Um and obviously he's a Frederick County le- or excuse me, a Maryland State legend as well. Um so yeah, but there was a lot of guys that were really hungry that were seniors on that team and and they worked hard from the beginning. I mean, from January, from February, it was nonstop in the weight room, nonstop on the field, nonstop on the track. So yeah, that was a that was a very very good team. Uh, Dixon was your wide receiver, Ryan Dixon. Yeah, and he ended up at JMU. Um, I think he was coaching down at Gaithersburg for a while, and now he's in Northern Virginia. I think he still coaches high school football. Uh, Nick Marth was your qu- quarterback. Yeah, Nick Marth was the quarterback. So was Coach Connor's son, Ricky Connor. Um, they were trading possessions for a while. I remember Ricky got hurt, and then Nick Nick took over a majority of it because it was an upper body injury to Ricky. Um, he still played. Ricky still played free safety for us, um, but, you know, he couldn't take the snaps because it was an upper body injury. So Nick got a primary lot of snaps, and those two guys were really, really good. Um, Nick's dad still coaches over at Linganore. Now, he, I don't believe he was there then, but he's a, he's a smart guy, and he's over on that Linganore staff as well. Well, when you flip on a Rams game, it's sort of surreal. I mean, I know you're not surprised by Rob's success, but it's sort of surreal that you're like, I played with that guy, like that is playing on Sundays on TV. Yeah, it's a fun thing to tell new people. Um, yeah, they don't they don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun thing to tell new people. It's not um, me, you know, Rob and I. It's not like we've kept in contact or we're right. best buddies and everything. But you know, it's it's great to to turn it on and I always root for the Rams because I'm like, 
Dang man, Linganore, and, and there's one, there's a, there's a uh, banner hanging in the gym, Super Bowl champion Rob Havenstein. So you know that's great for alumni purposes for sure. I, I mean, you've experienced this for five years now, so this is like nothing new. But it's like, is it weird when you coach against Linganore? Oh, maybe the first time, but but not anymore. Um, you know, the game obviously means a lot to me, and because a lot of the staff is still retained from when I was there, and you know, of course, I wanted to beat my dad. Um, and, you know, Rick yeah, ta- bragging and, rights. Yeah. yeah and, and, and Rick taught me, you know, a ton when I was playing for him. Um, but, you know, we we just at Walkersville, man, we're just trying to take it one game at a time each week and try and beat the opponent in front of us. And I realized pretty early in my coaching career that if you get two up or two down for a game, then you're not going to perform well. So you got to try and stay even keel as much as you can, even from a coaching perspective. Yeah, I mean, Ligonor is one of the bigger schools in the county. I mean, I've sat in your office at Walkersville with with you and Joe, and we've talked about how you guys are one of the smaller schools, but you guys take on all comers. I mean, you you guys are playing all all the big all the big schools uh, for the most part. So yeah, how do you look at the challenge of coaching at a at a pretty small school, and yet your schedule is among the most daunting? You know, we want to try and build our roster and make some of the numbers bigger but the you know as we even though we don't have huge numbers uh, in the program like comparative to some of the other larger schools we got a lot of talented guys we got a lot of good guys and we we we're excited for the challenge man i mean it's not only just the size of the teams and they have good talent but a lot of these teams they have really good coaching i mean the, the two biggest schools that we play on our schedule are Linganore and Oakdale, and you know both of those guys, Kurt and and Rick, and Rick Connor, man, they they speak for the they speak for themselves. I mean, I you know you've been covering it. I mean, there's some good coaching going on in Frederick County, so I'm I'm happy to be one of them. Well, and hopefully, I can be just as good as all the other guys in this county. Speaking of surreal, will it be strange on some level for you to look across the sideline and your counterpart when you play Linganore is going to be Rick Connor? <laughs> uh, yeah, that that'll be odd, but you know he's he's uh. The man. I mean, it just what it is. He's great, and uh, he's he's supportive of me. He reached out to me yesterday. You know, he's he's a supportive guy, and any anything that I need, he's he's you know he he uh, picks up the phone for me. So it's it's great. Right. Do you have the energy that Coach Connor has? I don't know. That, he goes. He goes. He definitely is excited. <laughs> he's in the he's in the weight room know. at uh, four thirty every morning. Oh yeah. He's, so. yeah. Oh yeah, man. He's in shape. He he gets after it. Yeah. He's great. He's he, great. Yeah. Um. A lot of the team you have coming back, which I know gives you a lot of hope and excitement too. Um, you guys sort of found your way halfway through last season after after a slow start against a tough schedule. Uh, you put uh, Jordan Bennett and Demarcus Ross in the backfield at the same time, and you sort of went back to bread and butter Walkersville football, right? Uh, you, you guys were running the football, and that really turned your season around. Yeah, we were we were running the ball, and you mentioned Demarcus and Jordan, and yeah, they were they were fantastic. They were both over a thousand yards for the season, and they're both back. And they're both back. They were both juniors this year, and they'll be singers next year. So really, really excited to see what they do. Um, already have them in the weight room because we got them in strength training and. They're getting stronger and getting better, and you know I'm really excited for them. And these are kids that have been there. You've been there for the duration of their time at Walkersville High High School. So, yeah. So just how cool is it, to, like, to sort of watch their development from it's, freshman year to senior year? It's it's been great. You know, Jordan Jordan moved from out of state, and then he ended up in the Walkersville district during his Frederick year. Demar, de, excuse me, during his freshman year, and then Demarcus has been there for all three years. Um, and yeah, we've definitely, definitely see him grow up and it's, it's fun. You know, last year 
um, was my first full class of kids from freshmen to seniors. And I was at the middle school the year before, so I actually had them in eighth grade. Right. So, you know, that was, that was, that was my, my first group. And now I got this, the second group that just came through that I've had four years and now I get another one. And, and that's really the cool part about coaching is that you get to see these boys come up to you in middle school lifting and seventh and eighth grade when we, they walk over to the high school and then they're men all of a sudden three, four years later. And you're sending them out into the world, and you're just hoping that you taught them, you know, the right way to be. Right. Speaking of men, you said Jordan was basically unstoppable as a JV running back. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. He was unbelievable. So you know, since he transferred in, we didn't really know him. Um, and then um, we didn't see him much over the summer. He was doing a lot of basketball, and and then he he comes in. And I look up to him. I got my head up to the sky. I'm looking pretty, at him. I'm pretty like, tall. Pretty tall. Yeah, he's big about, kid. He's about yeah. six two. I'd yeah. say. And and I'm taking a look at him. I go, oh my goodness. And then first scrimmage, second scrimmage, he's pretty good. And then he goes out there for his first JV game, and he lit him up the rest of the year. Man, he lit him up. Right. So, so you knew what you had in him. Um, and, and Demarcus is he was he slower in developing or like uh, no we, we, or was he, he, um, was he, he played yeah. he played varsity football for us as a sophomore yeah so he okay. was he was up with us as a sophomore and he played and I think he had about seven hundred yards last year as a sophomore um, so he was six or seven so you know he was he was pretty studly as a sophomore too. And, and they're a great one, two punch. They can argue who's one and who's two. Right. In yeah, my mind, Batman and, and Robin, in my mind, it, it doesn't awesome. matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in my mind, they're awesome. What, what, what gave you the idea? Cause I, we've talked about this somewhat, but not here on the podcast to put them in the backfield at the same time. That was all, that was uh, all Joe, man. You know, he was just getting creative with what we were doing. Um, and he decided, you know, we got, we got these two, studs back there let's make sure that we no one can key in on any single one of them and that's kind of where we went right and then they'll have another year next year or next this coming fall running behind a logan boston your 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 terrific offensive lineman yeah really excited to have him back again um he's been a two two-way starter for two separate years this will be his third year upcoming as a senior um and he's a stud he was actually our offensive player of the year and you don't get that much with linemen um, but you know, his, his tenacity, leadership, work ethic, he's great, man. I mean, he's a kid that you want to build a program around and we love him there. And, and, you know, we just, I'm just really excited to see him continue to develop and he's garnering a lot of interest from, uh, some college programs and for good reasons. How big, how big is Logan? He's about six foot three, two hundred and seventy pounds. Okay. Yeah. That'll, that, that, that'll get you some looks. He's a big so, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, also Darius Eubank is back. Darius Eubank is back. He is speedy, man. He's speedy and I'm glad to have him on the perimeter. And not only that on the offensive side of the ball, but you know, he played a lot of man coverage in the slot and that's very, very difficult to do, to do, especially when there's a lot of two way goes in the slot. And I don't think he had a ball caught on him. Maybe one. I mean, he was, he was really good in the past game as well. Uh, who, who are you losing? You're losing uh, Tristano, right? So on, yeah. on, the, on the offensive side of the ball, one of our primary producers we lose in Tristano McConey who is our leading receiver um I believe he's going to go to Buck now I don't know if that awesome yep he was just on a visit there and um he really really liked it and him and Christian Petruzzolo the quarterback from Linganor though I believe they'll both be at Buck now together which is great uh, that's I'm awesome. really, really yeah. proud of him excited um and then we're we are losing both of our quarterbacks Ga- Gavin Hughes uh, Brad, and, Dawson. And Brad Dawson yeah 
And, and it was interesting because they brought different things to the table uh, too, uh, Gavin and Brad, and, and you guys made it work. I mean, some some people uh, <clears throat> they they can't make the two quarterbacks work, but you guys did. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was it was definitely tough because obviously that's usually a single player position. You know, most other positions on the field. Um, you rotate in and out. The only two positions really is offensive line and quarterback that you don't move guys in and out of. And they made it work, and they worked together on it and talked to each other off the field when it like during games on the sideline. What are you seeing? What am I seeing? What can we do to make it better and make it go? Is Wyatt Gearhart? Is he? He is graduating. Unfortunately, okay. another yeah. another right. fantastic another fantastic kid that we are going to lose. Um, but you know he's. He's great. I got him in class right now, and he's still a hard worker. Yeah. Um. And he's hoping to go play college football here. He's been on a he's been on a few visits, and he's got a lot of looks here from some smaller schools. Um. But you know he's going to be a college football player and a really and a good one, I think. Yeah. He's he's a tough one. And so so you lose some good guys, but you bring you bring some good guys back. So you to so expect to be competitive and, and to pick up where you left off last year. Uh, the coaching staff, your dad's coming over, and and everyone else pretty much is back uh yeah. aside from joe obviously mm-hmm. so so you guys are you guys will be uh ready to, ready to roll the offseason program starts next week team meeting uh friday so uh so so here we go uh the the, the the start of this process begins i guess on friday right yeah start of this process i think really fully goes on friday and I can hopefully i'm feeling a little bit of an excitement building i think i am amongst the kids because that's really what's important making sure that the kids are bought in and they're really excited and I'm, I'm getting that feeling. And, you know, um, February, March, April, those are grinded out months. Those are tough months for the staff, tough months for the kid because your objective is to pick them up and put it down. That's what it is. And there's no opponent, right? And that opponent is six months away and it's something that you really, really got to focus in on. Um, but really, the opponent is the bar, so that's something that we're going to try. And... Is the schedule roughly the same? Just flipped home and away. Yeah, or... ske- schedule's okay. e- schedule's exactly the same. So, like you said, we're going to have some bigger schools. Um, we'll have Liberty and Poolsville, who are going to be our size, and then we go Linganore, Westminster, Frederick, and then who are bigger than us. And then we uh, Oakdale. Will, right. We'll have Brunswick, who's smaller, then Oakdale, then we'll have Catoctin, then we'll have Middletown. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, it's a formidable schedule uh, you guys you guys play uh, for sure. So I think it helps us in the playoffs, though. I mean, we went yeah. on that, that good three-game run there. Beat, um, beat this night out of Damascus. That was that was a good that was a good feeling. I, I'm hoping that that we can continue to do that in the in the future. Right. If we, if we're yeah, because 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 they're a two A school now. Yeah, they so. fluctuate between two and three. Um, it just I don't know if it's so much that their numbers move up and down as it is that the rest of the schools in the two three right. A region are kind of moving around. And then Owings Mill in the quarterfinals, they seem totally overwhelmed by you guys too. Um, yeah, we we took it to them pretty good, but again. Frederick County football, we're playing a really, it, really it, tough it, brand of ball. It, it, it travels, yeah. yeah it, we're it travels in the playoffs. Yeah, we're playing a, a really, really tough brand of ball. Um, you know, I, I think there was six or seven teams out of the ten in Frederick County that were in the state quarterfinals. Yeah, um, right. It was so, like it was, I think it was seven of the ten were in the final eight of their region, and yeah. then of course you had the state final uh, for first time. Frederick, how, how did you react to that? That for, was fantastic. Uh, was, Oakdale in the state final. Th- that was fantastic. I was really happy for the county. I mean, that could just. Puts on a great show that in one classification, two teams right. that are 15 minutes apart from each other that play every single year during the regular season, that they could both be there. Right. I mean, obviously the seeding has to work out, but 
it's not just that. Those two teams worked and worked and, and played real hard and won a lot of tough games. Right. I, I want to touch briefly on, briefly on how this sort of journey started for you. Um, so you graduate, uh, you leave Lakenar, you go to Monmouth. You're a middle linebacker in Monmouth for four years, which which is had to be a great experience playing four years of college football, right? Yeah, great. Monmouth is a great school, man. They're FCS. Um, when I was there, they were in the Big South Conference. Now they moved over to the CAA. Um, so, you know, they play – Towson and Stony Brook and Maine and, and all the CAA schools, they have a, they have a good schedule. And mom has been in the playoffs the last few years. Uh, they missed out this year, but the previous years they were in it. And, you know, they, they got some great ones. And, and, I, and they don't have a lot of coaching turnover there, which is fantastic. Some guys, you know, a handful of guys that coached me in the 12 through 15 season – they're still there and they're still yeah. coaching. All right, and I'm sure you heard from them a couple of them yesterday. Yeah, too. I had some yeah. guys reach yeah. out to me, which I'm really appreciative of. I mean, that's that's fantastic. You know, they care about their guys, even when they come alumni. Right. It's awesome. And I hear the campus is nice. Uh, you're close to New York City. Uh, the the beach is not far away, so Monmouth is yeah. a pretty attractive spot, right? Yeah, it's it's be- it's beautiful there. I mean, one... I've never been there, but I've heard all these great things about it. Yeah, yeah, one of the years that I lived there, I was right up against the sand, so it was great. That's it awesome. Was fantastic. So that, but then toward the end of your time at Monmouth, you said sort of like education that sort of became a, a viable, logical path for you. No, you know, um, it's I, I, I think it, it almost turned into a family business because my mom's a teacher. She's been, been in Montgomery County for over 25 years. Yeah. Um, my <clears> dad's been a coach for, you know, well over a decade, decade and a half at the high school level. And, you know, I, it's just something that I, I wanted to do and, um, I just moved on to McDaniel because it was close to my my hometown and yeah. and I knew I could drive there and commute there and got my graduate degree in education. Yeah, you, uh, which helps you in the long run. And and you said it was sort of toward the end of your time at Monmouth where where sort of your the light sort of came on for the education path, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I definitely knew that I wanted to teach and I definitely knew that I wanted to coach. I I knew I just had wanted to be around the game of football. Right. And, uh, you know, this was the path forward. So you're at McDaniel getting your uh, getting your master's. Uh, you're working as a substitute teacher at Century High School. Uh, you know the coach at Century, uh, Todd Edmondson. Yeah. And and you basically just in a conversation, you said, "Hey, if you need any help, let me know." Or... Yeah, I was subbing for one of Todd's coworkers, and he said, "Oh, well, hey, I just got this job," and he was talking about football. Um, because he's a Carroll County guy. He went to Shepherd and college football player. We were chatting about football, and and then I said, hey, well, you know, I'd love to be a part of the staff. If you got room, if when you're putting a staff together, call me. And left my number with him. He called me a couple days later and said, all right, come on, workouts are starting soon. So it was a good opportunity. It was a great opportunity, and I'm really happy it is um, that I got one. And, again, I said this to you over the phone yesterday, but just, just the craziness of just – life intersecting like that where you're just you're having a conversation with a with a coach you know and the next thing that happens the next thing you know it leads to a job yeah it, it, it is you, funny. you're substitute teaching yeah too yeah, yeah. It, is, it is funny it was before i you know i was i was real young at the time about 21 um you're still young tyler i mean no you, i mean but you're 21 not, you're, you're 21 not, you're not an old young. man like me um, <laughs> so 21 uh, i was 21 uh 22 when that happened so 
You know, there was guys on that century team that were 19. Right, but so. but, but just wait till you start coaching the kids of, of, of the players you're currently coaching or have coached. Yeah, I've so, seen, we've right. seen that with yeah. uh, some of the guys, so some of the other teachers in the school that have been there a long time at Walkersville, <laughs> they, have, they have the second generation right. of the students they taught when they first got there. Yeah, right. Um, so, so you joined the staff at Century. Uh, you're coaching uh, receivers and linebackers. Um, yeah, I was doing uh, receivers and linebackers one year, and I was doing linebackers and running backs another year okay uh so you're at century high school for two years and you're like hey i it, you you uh showed yourself that you could do this job you you, you could you could be a coach uh, on the high school level well so. i was i was hoping i'd you know when every year you learn more and more from the different guys that you're around and and luckily i had uh, a couple really good ones i had todd and then i had frank herrera who was the defensive coordinator at the time who coaches at coppin state now yeah. Um, so and just all your time with Rick and Andy Brown and those guys. I mean, they mm-hmm. they showed you something too, obviously. Yeah. So um, absolutely, and you know, also like there's a lot of guys on that Lingenor staff that are still there. It taught me a lot of stuff, and you know, but the last five years is you know under Joe is where you know I feel like I really developed as a right. coach. Um. So you're at Century, but then you're looking to um be be a little closer to home, I guess. Uh, uh, you apply for a job in Frederick County. One opens in the phys ed department at Walkersville Middle School, and then you're like, here we go. I mean, I'm, I'm back in Frederick County, right? Yeah, so, you know, I started at Walkersville Middle School and then uh, spent the year there. And, and, and were you coaching football on the youth level? No, too? no, you, oh, no okay. youth level. Okay. I just finished – I just I was finishing up that 18 fall season okay. at, at Century. Century, okay. And then um, – I was working at Walkersville Middle School, and you know I knew I didn't want to make that commute to Century every day, and and uh, so I call, I emailed Joe. Actually, I didn't even call or text. I didn't have his number. Just emailed him, say, hey, I'm really interested in in coaching football. Uh, will you have me on your staff? And he said, we got lifting tomorrow. Come by. So and, yeah, and he knew you because he coached against you. Like yeah, he's got- at one time Joe. Polis was designing game plans to stop you. Ligonor is the running back. Yeah, no, he still likes to remind me about the time he beat us. (laughs) And he still will for a long time. (laughs) And do you just laugh it off, or or how how do you respond? Oh, it hurts after a while. (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. You know, it was so long ago. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, that year in 2011 when they got us, that was a real turning point for the program. So, you know, it's great. It's great. Uh, and, and all of a sudden you're at the high school and you're the defensive coordinator. Did you view that as a really big responsibility right off the, right off the bat or did you feel ready for it? You know, I, I don't know if you ever feel ready for it. It definitely was a really big responsibility, but again, I just want to take it as serious as possible because, you know, high school football, it it means a lot to the community. I feel like a lot of times. So when you're put into a, a big position like this, you know, not, you're not doing it, you know, for yourself, you're doing it to make sure that your kids are in the best position and your kids are successful, and in, and in turn, your success will hopefully bring bring positivity into the community. And here we are, five years later, and you're 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 the man in charge. So, how, how much will change for you? I mean, obviously, you, the buck stops with you now. But but how much will really change for you with with the additional job title? Well, the off the the off the field stuff is is really where a lot of the head coaching stuff is. You know, you got to deal with fundraising and financials. Um, and, you know, getting a, a big grip on trying to get all of our guys recruited. And that's a big thing. You know, I want our guys to feel like we, we really care about them because we do, and we really care about their, their success after they leave us as well. So, you know, pushing, pushing that from the recruiting end. And, and then for on the field, you know, when I, I had a question, there's a guy I could turn to, right? 
And when there was something that I was undecided on, well, you know, the head coach makes the final decision. And that's me now. So um, I just got to be prepared prepared for that aspect. Will you, will you call – I mean, I know you have big decisions to make with your staff. Will you still be involved with the play calling or will you be sort of an overseer and let your guys call the plays offensively and defensively? Or, so um, my, my plan, you know, my plan is to move to the offensive side of the ball and okay. call, call offensive plays this year. Okay. Um, and then delegate the defensive role to a coach to be the defensive coordinator. Um, I, I obviously will have some say in the game plan because sure, like you said, you know, the head coach oversees everything. Um, but, you know, I got some really reliable guys on my staff that I feel really confident about that can right. handle the big situations. Uh, I mean, Joe said it here a couple of weeks ago. Just the big difference, I guess, is just the administrative stuff, right? I mean, you got to make sure all the paperwork is, is, is in and the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted and stuff like that. Like that, all that responsibility falls to you now, right? Yeah, and, and it, it does. You know, I, I, I'm going to have a lot of help, though, which I'm really fortunate for. We have a really wonderful team mom and we have some really wonderful parents that help out and organize different things. So it's not just it's not just me, it's not just one other coach. It's everybody in the community coming together, and that's what makes a successful program. Right. And speaking of success, I mean, that's what I wanted to touch on too. Like you guys have a proven track record of winning. Uh, um, you've, this is a successful program that you're taking over. A lot of the infrastructure, a lot of the off-the-field stuff is already in place. So that had to appeal to you too, that you're not – building much of this at all from scratch yeah not building it from scratch is great like i said that's a big testament to joe um and hopefully i can just build on it you know and just build on it and build on and build on it and try and just keep going up as much as possible i i can see joe getting the itch to sort of get back into it and and he i I can see joe giving you a call and say hey uh uh, do you have a spot for me on your staff oh if if he wants i i don't know if he wants to do that if he wants to do that he absolutely will always have a spot with me he's fantastic right yeah because because i don't know how joe will handle like sitting out football fridays completely i mean i know he's got older kids now and and he's gonna be uh he's a grand he's a grandfather again so um, so I know a lot of the family stuff will take precedent, but but man, just sitting at home on a Friday night, I, I, I just can't. I have a hard time picturing Joe doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you, you spend so much you spend so much time of your life, you know, dedicated to football. Um, I'm sure it'll be a transition period for him, but you know, I I can tell you know he's happy and and like like you said, he was blessed with a, a granddaughter here not too long ago. So I know he's really happy and, and it's all fantastic. Right. Now, what, what are you looking forward to the most? That'll be my final question for you. Just getting started and being around the kids. You know, this off season, you get to be around the kids more and more. Obviously, you see them in school every day and you have some kids that are in class with you, a majority of our kids that are in class with us. But, you know, just, just being around the kids and seeing them get stronger and develop and, you know, really – put together some good relationships and some camaraderie with some guys. That's that's big and I'm really excited about that and and that's what we're going to focus on is just getting bigger and stronger and building relationships and then when the summer comes we'll be doing the same but you know we got to start focusing on the season the closer we get to June, July, August and then once August hits that second week we we're all about, you know, Xs and Os and and trying to get some wins. What what are the pillars of the Walkersville football program that you you told your uh, interviewers? You know, one of one of them, and I I touched on it a bunch today. Is I really really wanted to focus on the community and the character, and those are the two big ones. Um, I really I want our guys to be positive influences in the community. I want the kids 
in GVAA to look up to them. And I not just the kids, but I want the, the young kids in GVA, I want their parents to go to our high school games and say, man, I'm glad that my kid is looking up to this one. And that, that's a that's a big thing. And, you know, and, and that and, just is the player you were telling me. You you want them to say, this is a good student. Uh, this is someone that's willing to help out other people, uh, a good role model in the community. It's not just about how fast they run or how many touchdowns they have. No, and those are good things. We're right. happy to yeah. have those yeah. things. Um, sure. But, you know, the community and the character and then building an overall positive culture. And then, uh, you know, once all three of those things are taken care of, then we start focusing on the, uh, focusing on the 4C, which is – we're trying to win some championships. And, you know, like you said, we've had a winning program at Walkersville. And, you know, Walkersville has competed for some form of championship over the years. And we the ultimate goal, obviously, is to make it to the last game of the year. But we've competed for region championships. In the COVID season, we've competed for county championships. So we're going to try and put ourselves in position to compete and win for those. You guys went from, what, 0-3 last year to the state semifinals? I mean, that was quite a quite a journey last year. Yeah, we we, uh, we went on a little bit of skid in the middle of the year. We started off 2-0 and against Liberty and Pools. Oh, and then, I, I, that's right. I'm, I'm sorry. And then we went, on a, we went on a three-game skid. But, you know, the year prior, you know, we did start – 0 oh, and three. We had three really tough games. I, I was I was completing the completing the season. Yeah, yeah. 22. We we did start 0 and three, and then you know we got back and and made a little bit, and we made it to the region final and against the eventual 2A state champions Milford, and we we're mm-hmm. leading them at halftime. Um, and, yeah, you know, we lost by score there. So you guys are always a tough out, which is a, is a testament to the to the program you built. You yeah, know. and I I hope to continue to be a tough out, and you know that's another thing is guys just being gritty and tough and having yeah. resolve. <clears throat> I'm happy for you, man. Uh, congratulations. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I always love seeing you. I always love uh, chatting with you and getting your perspective and, and, and glad that that will continue, uh, albeit in a slightly uh, different role here. But but I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish uh, with you in charge of the program. And, and I know there are a lot of people excited about you taking the job. So uh, thanks for coming on and uh, wish you all well going forward, man. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Do it again soon. Yeah, that is uh, the new Walkersville football coach, Tyler Thompson. Uh, thanks to him for coming in. Uh, thanks also to producer Graham Cullen and to my colleagues here at the FNP, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey. That will do it for us this week here on The Final Score, but looking forward to another episode next week. So until then, have a great week, everyone, and uh, thanks for checking us out.